Hello and welcome to another episode of the Death Think Podcast with you, your hosts, Nicola and Sean. So Sean, today I actually have a question for you. And so in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about what programming language should beginners learn first. But before you answer me this, I really am curious, what was your first language that you were, you know, you were taught or you taught yourself? Uh-huh. And do they differ? So it was probably QBasic or GW Basic, some form of basic in the early 90s. I remember QBasic came with Windows 95, I think it was. And a friend of mine's dad had a computer and I had a couple of games called Nibbles and Gorilla that I really liked. And QBasic was taught in a computer science class when I was in high school. And I don't think I learned any languages before that. And then as far as teaching myself, probably every language that I ever learned must have been self-taught because even though I had a couple programming classes, I had that GW basic, I had visual basic and a little bit of power builder uh, and some C I definitely didn't learn enough in those classes to really do anything. Anything I did, I had to be self-taught. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> so in my case, also, I think it was QBasic, the first language with, you know, uh, like programming wise, first contact, it was QBasic. The one where we actually did something was C and that was in, uh, if I'm not like high school, maybe, or even, even university, I think. Uh, and the one that I, the first one, which I learned like on my own was pom, 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 PHP. Mm, cool. Okay. And actually, so let's adapt this question to now. So, you know, somebody comes up, you know, he's a high school kid or you, you actually forget about high school. Somebody comes to you. He never programmed in, in his life. And he asks you, Sean, what programming language should I learn first? I I guess I have two answers. It depends on what, why they're asking. Like, say they just want to know a little bit, just so that they kind of have a basic knowledge and maybe do some stuff for themselves, versus they actually want to be a programmer as a career. If they okay, tackle both. All right. If they just want to be able to understand some basics of programming or write some simple scripts to help themselves with little mundane tasks they can automate. I would probably have to go with Python. If they wanted to be a programmer, I would definitely have to say go. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so I'm thinking, and the question goes like this. Uh, do you think that anybody should nowadays, or should the universities, which I fear they are still, at least some, be teaching kids C? No. Why? Because C is a very unsafe language that, unless you know the tricks, it's easy to allow memory leaks, buffer overflows, and things like that that result in insecure software, which results in hackers compromising it. Okay. Uh, and the follow-up question is... And it's is, also verbosity. Okay. Okay. Definitely. So, uh, C, C++, did you do anything with that? No, I did a very tiny bit with C. I've never done C++, and I've heard nothing but bad things about it. Interesting. Uh, so, and the last question is, 
would you argue that the beginner who okay like a beginner should she should he take a language where they deal with uh pointers and uh, like memory allocation and stuff like that or should people just let's say skip over that and uh, choose a language which uh kind of like encapsulates that and doesn't you know you don't need to do or quote unquote know that in order to be a programmer right Sure. Well, pointers and memory allocation are two different things, and a language can have one but not the other, such as Go, which has pointers but does not have memory allocation. And I believe the answer to your whole general question there is exactly what I was going for, which is if someone doesn't want to actually understand how everything works and be able to be productive, Python. If they actually want to understand more about what's actually going on, then Go. Because Go hides a lot less from you. It has far fewer abstractions. And you do have to write more lines of code to do the same job that you would do in Python, with the difference being that in Python, it's extremely easy to be productive. It's also extremely easy to write really inefficient code that does not execute as quickly as it could, but still gets the job done, which is probably good enough for someone who's trying to do something for themselves. But with Go... It is written in such a way to put as few layers of abstraction over what the computer is doing as necessary or as possible and still be productive and fast at the same time. So that's why I say Python or Go. So you heard that people uh, learn your, learn yourself some Python and Go for the greater good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's you? all you that we yeah. opinions on these two? Honestly, so I Not was looking at languages, but what would your had I asked you the same question? One, what would your answer or answers be? And if you have multiple answers, like I had two because I was thinking of two different types of people with two different types of goals, would you have three, two, one size fits all? What do you say? So here's the thing. Uh, since I, it's an it's a good question because I'm looking at it from my perspective, right? And I actually think that in like the university, they quote unquote made us learn C. And I would argue that that was good because that made us learn about, you know, how the memory works, pointers, all that stuff. And there honestly was a lot of people. Everybody or just people who are going into computer science? Oh, everybody. So the way this was structured, the first year programming, right? Everybody had to pass this. And of course, everybody had to uh, know how to deal with pointers, memory allocation, and all that stuff. And is this, is it, was it the wise uh, choice to give this to everybody? I would say no. But as for those who went on to be or become programmers or, you know, coders, call it whatever, uh, I think it was good because there you were like, okay, so is this for me or is it not? Nowadays, I would argue that probably it makes no sense, right? Because you're just making it harder for people and just scaring them away. Or then again, it's not that scary, right? I mean, come on, you know, let's get more people to actually work in this wonderful field, right? Uh, so as for backend languages nowadays, I wouldn't know the answer. It seems like Go is definitely popular. Did I learn it? Uh, that would be a... Um, uh, it would not be nice to say, oh, yeah, sure, I learned Go in, you know, like a few days. That's not a nice way to, or, I mean, it wouldn't be fair because sure, I learned the syntax and to write some stuff, but am I a proficient? <laughs> no freaking way, right? Uh, 
but it seemed like it was very easy to learn, I would say, right? Yeah, so it's a small language, and you're a proficient programmer in other languages, so I would argue that once you knew the syntax, you could pretty much get anything you want done. And there yeah, aren't and too many ways to do something in Go. It's kind of like the opposite of Tim Toady from Perl. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah, uh, that there are... I I don't know I don't remember the number but there are like multiple ways to do things in Perl. There's more than one way to do it, Tim Toady, versus Go, where, well, versus Python, where there are multiple ways to do it but maybe only one right way, and then Go, where there's pretty much literally only one way you can do something. Where in Python, due to style, multiple programmers should write code that looks pretty much the same if they're doing the same task. In Go. There's almost only one possible way to do a lot of basic things, so it would almost, other than maybe variable names, I would expect to see almost literally the same code from a number of different people. Cool. It's unbelievable that I honestly never had any like uh, experience with uh, Python. I never dealt with Python at all, like at all. Uh, so if you ask me, like maybe I would say. Even like a year ago, you know, what language would I say, like for the beginners to even like dabble with? I would say JavaScript. I will not say that today because, uh, uh, it's a jungle out there. And, uh, honestly, like, I mean, you even write, like, read blog posts or like their funny websites, like starting in the web dev world nowadays, it's a freaking jungle. Uh, but if you really want to, I would argue or advise you to try TypeScript maybe. And that, that would be my, my take on that. And, and why, like, just why? Because you see this immediate feedback, you like you can even you don't need any setup you can go to your browser uh open up uh dev tools and start quote unquote being a programmer right just because of that cool all right so you've got it from both sides you got some kind of REPL with javascript or something that compiles to javascript and a couple of more backendy scripting slash application languages Cool, and I didn't even touch mobile. Oh, and you're supposed to be the mobile dev kind of guy. <gasps> yeah, we're gonna do it. Uh, like, uh, I mean, with mobile, honestly, just go native. And yes, this is coming from an Ionic guy, but you know, if you're an Android, uh, Kotlin, no more Java, as we all know, and everybody seems to love Kotlin. And on iOS, <laughs> please no Objective C. So Swift, Swift is like marvelous language, and that's that's it that's you know you don't, you don't need to come up with uh reinvent the wheel there and in, in these platforms right i mean sure there are hybrids and new languages and whatnot but still google is gonna be uh pushing kotlin uh apple is gonna keep pushing uh swift so you don't have that much uh option there which i could ar- one could argue it's a good thing right if you take, for example, JavaScript world, where every day a new framework, oh my God, right? Yeah, the barrier of entry to JavaScript has definitely increased quite a bit. Definitely. In order to just like run some simple thing. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Talk to you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink Podcast. You can contact us at info at DevThink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Now, go accomplish something. <laughs>